Talks. We're back. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host, who is Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I am coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Monday. We've made it through another weekend. No small feat. I might add. Oh, folks, I need to uh, send out a PSA on behalf of the city of Jackson. The mayor, this administration, even as we speak, they're downtown in front of the governor's mansion, actually on the side there where the, uh, 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 what is it, Congress Street, I guess it is. Yeah, that's Congress Street. Uh, They're setting up a block party uh, to celebrate the mayor's accomplishments over the uh, last 20 months, whatever it's been. Seems like a lifetime, eternity. But yeah, they're setting up the boogie speakers and they're getting the rappers together and the hoes. No, I'm sorry. The uh, uh, young ladies will be dancing out there. Uh, this is a real life celebration, folks. So if you see traffic uh, blocked or streets that you can't go down in downtown Jackson, that's the reason they're celebrating fresh water. That's right. The mayor's going to be giving out City of Jackson water to anyone who wants it. So he's only brought like a glass. Uh, I think he'll drink that. But anyway, uh, that's this is this is the real deal. Holyfield, they are setting up right now to celebrate. Uh, I don't know what they're celebrating. Well, the return of Wakanda, I guess, because uh, Wakanda had fallen until the white folks came in here and fixed things back up. Now we got the water pressure up. Things are good to go. We can go back to acting a complete fool in downtown Jackson. So now, folks, if you want to uh, engage in that drive-by and have blood all over the streets, we have the water tanker trunks to wash down the uh, the trappings, if you will. So uh, uh, that's going on right now as we speak. Downtown Jackson, there is a block party going on celebrating the mayor's uh, uh, accomplishments in the uh, shadows of the governor's mansion. I don't know if the governor's going to come and, 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 and sing or dance or rap or line dance or whatever. Whatever he does, you know, but uh, him and the you know, they might do a Blues Brother routine. Who knows? I can see the governor with the dark glasses on and, and Drake uh, doing his thing. And uh, who knows, folks? Jackson is just full of surprises. But uh, if you want to participate in that and you have your Kevlar in your car, now's a good time to go down to downtown Jackson and enjoy a little, uh, you know, hip hop. And uh, uh, who's going to be on the ones and twos? Is it going to be DJ Brad Kamikaze? Who knows? I mean, will it be Melvin? Oh, oh Melvin's going to be in charge of the eats. Okay. All right. So Melvin's all over the donuts. And uh, uh, the mayor, no, he, does he still work for the city? He may not be me working for the city anymore. But he'll do it for the mayor because the mayor gave him his come up. So anyway, if you want to participate, this is your opportunity to do just that. Celebrate water returning to the city of Jackson. Wakanda is flourishing again. That's right, folks. And of course, uh, no one knows when the Cracker Barrel is going to come back. I, I, I hate that. I kind of like the pancakes over there. The Cracker Barrel on 55 has shut down. They they were seen leaving under the cover of darkness. They had their little griddles and, and pots and pans and uh, uh, rocking chairs. They were on the move. And they said, we'll be back. And I'm thinking, it don't look like it. They took everything. Doughnobs gone, everything. And, of course, another victim of the uh, uh, Wakanda experience, folks, uh, of course, they had so many bums hanging around over there that uh, it just got kind of hard to contend with. But that security guard over there, he was pretty on point for the most part. But uh, the Cracker Barrel, North Jackson had, you know, there is, I guess, a need for another breakfast 
uh, uh, joint there in North Jackson. You know, Perkins probably was one of the best ones. I, I really like Perkins. Uh, their peach uh, syrup. Now, they have one back in Decatur. When I go home, I always eat at Perkins. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, all we have left, the, all we have left is the IHOP, and uh, it's been a while since I've been there. I was surprised at that thing. I'm saying, man, this thing hadn't been long open, and it looked like it had been here a hundred years from the condition of the booth and all that. But maybe they fixed things up. That's been a couple of years. Matter of fact, it was so long ago. Lee Vance was alive. I remember seeing him there uh, that that morning. When he was there. But anyway, it's been that long since I've been there. But anyway, folks, it is Monday. It's going to be an open forum here. We have a lot to talk about here. Uh, a matter of fact, I got a, uh, I don't know who sent me this, uh, Jason Whitlock's commentary on reparations. Oh, by the way, the movie Woman King, or the King Woman, or whatever it is, uh, uh, Natalie, uh, uh, whatever they were, uh, the murder she wrote woman, whatever it is. Anyway, the Woman King movie, uh, the country Benin, uh, the homie they called it back then, it's, it was for the homies. Uh, that clip that I played on Thursday, that was the con- that was the country that came over and tried to apologize for selling uh, 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 blacks into slavery, and uh, uh, but they made the movie suggesting that the the sister was trying to keep the white folks from dragging black folks into slavery when in fact it was black folks say hey we got a sale going on here that's right folks two for one crackheads all day long they didn't call them crackheads back then they were slaves but you know they have evolved into the modern day democrat heads and many of you know you know you know who they are but uh uh yeah and so the movie i, I won't say that it's not based on reality but if the sisters was going to be going after somebody, they should have been going after the Ike Turners that was putting folks into these cages and had them sit, uh, sit out there for a two-for-one two sale. And uh, and so uh, the whites came down there, and they were just cruising the coast of Africa, and they said, hmm, okay, yeah, give me give me a bushel of those uh, brothers over there and throw in a sister too. And uh, the guys from Dahomey, that's what the country was called then, Dahomey, uh, they gladly oblige. It's called Benin now, B E N B E N I N Benin, and uh, so that's why the movie is interesting, given the fact that the president or the king of the Benin country came over and said, "Hey man, my bad. Yeah, we sent y'all three million of uh." And I'm surprised the little small country had that, but at that time it wasn't a country. There was the boundaries weren't what they were. They were just you know wherever folks squatted at, that's where they were. So. But anyway, it's just an interesting take. But uh, Jason Whitlock weighed in on uh, Don Lemon. He called the hostess. He called Don Don Lemon a hostess. <laughs> but this uh, this woman's got a great line in here. She says, uh, "Don Don Lemon asking for reparations." She said, uh, uh, "I believe he's getting reparations from white man every night." <laughs> that was pretty funny. But anyway, I want you to listen to this clip here as we go into it. It's just a short clip, but you'll. You'll get the gist of it. This is him, uh, his explanation about what he thinks about reparations. Because of England's past colonialism, Fordwich Pounce, the seasoned public speaker and expert on the royal family, argued that Britain was the first nation to end slavery and that African slave traders owed reparations. Her argument left Lemon speechless. He quickly moved on. Watch for yourself. Well, this is coming when, you know, there's all of this wealth and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for 
colonialism and they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back and uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are, you know, you have all of this vast wealth? Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2000... Naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll continue to, to discuss in the future. <laughs> yeah, uh, Don Levin moved on uh, very quickly, but that doesn't mean we should. We shouldn't. We need to discuss reparations here in America. It's a critical issue that impacts the mindset of many black Americans. Many black people believe America owes us for the oppression of our ancestors. I take a completely different position. I believe I owe my ancestors for the oppression they endured and conquered. I owe reparations to my mother and father, to my grandparents, to Martin Luther King Jr. and Booker T. Washington, to Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, Harriet Tubman, George Washington, and Crispus Attucks, to my high school football coaches, to my fourth grade teacher, to all the people who invested their time, concern, prayers, and mentorship in my development. I try to immerse myself in a spirit of gratitude because I believe Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ died on a cross for all of my sins. His grace and mercy overwhelm me and combat any sense of entitlement. Reparations are entitlement. They're rooted in the desire to be compensated for the oppression suffered by others. Entitlement handicaps the mind and undermines productivity. America does not owe me. I owe America. I owe my ancestors. When President Kennedy told Americans in 1960 to ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, he spoke to a nation of Christian believers. A hallmark of faith is gratitude. A hallmark of a lack of faith is entitlement. My parents' generation, despite facing in-your-face racism, felt grateful for their American citizenship. Their generation and previous generations fought for full American citizenship. They earned it, and I owe them for their sacrifice. We all do. Here's the truth that Hillary Fordwich avoided unloading on Don Lemon. The modern ancestors of African slaves brought to America and England 
are blessed and owe an enormous debt to our forefathers and mothers. They suffered so that we now live free. They turn lemons into lemonade. I'm not owed reparations. I owe an endless debt to the people who sacrificed their lives so that I could live in the freest, safest, and most opportunity-filled country on the planet. I wake up every day thinking about how I can pay back my mother, father, brother, sister, my high school, my college, and anyone else who helped me along the way. I owe this country. It is not perfect, but there's no place else on the planet I'd rather live. I certainly do not have an interest in living in a land that Britain had to stop from capturing, enslaving, and selling people who look like me. Americans stopped Americans from doing that. The Brits stopped Africans from doing it. I'm an American. I'm not ashamed of that. God placed me in this country for a reason. The American reparations movement sends the message that white people are responsible for the destiny of black people. The movement exonerates black people for our role in the slave trade. We pretend that Europeans invented and initiated the African slave trade. It's revisionist history that defies logic. Africans established the African slave trade. It's laughable to blame the customers for a product line the customers didn't launch. The fight for reparations is reinforcement of a slave mindset. It screams that black people are not responsible for themselves or their actions. It screams that black people are whores to the highest white bidder. Are we? We celebrate rappers who profit from denigrating the image of black people. Jay-Z, Snoop, Dr. Dre, Meek Mill, and all the rest are no different from African slave traders. They sell out black people for record deals and fame. They have an entitled mindset. They owe the world and their ancestors nothing. They've enriched themselves at the expense of other black people. Anyone who complains is vilified as a traitor. Black Americans will not progress until we rid ourselves of the entitled reparations mindset until we embrace the fact that we owe our ancestors, black and white ancestors, an enormous debt. A lot of this, the reason I'm so hyped and on fired up about this, because when I went to go see the movie, The Woman King, that was one of the major takeaways I had is they just put together a movie that covers up the fact and diminishes the fact that there would be no African slave trade if Africans didn't capture, enslave, and then sell off the extras, the slaves they didn't need. They sold them off. We pretend like, oh man, if it wasn't for these evil Europeans, There would be no African slave trade. There would be no Africans enslaved. That's a joke and a lie. Africans enslaved each other. And then the extras to turn a profit, they sold to Europeans or whoever came over to Africa to buy them. Those are the facts. We participated in our own slave trade. 
We were the primary source of it. We were the coal miners. And we then blamed the people that wanted coal. All right. Uh, that's Jason Whitlock. <clears throat> He's also a sports commentator, very level-headed young man who's seen the light, walking towards the light. Folks, you can hear the whole, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> it goes on about another 15, 20 minutes, him and he had some more guests on there. Uh, it's called Fearless. Just go to Jason Whitlock on YouTube and then type in the uh, reparations mindset. And uh, it's just, it's an awesome piece in terms of, it's the truth. The president of uh, Benin, the country that is the basis for the uh, movie Woman King, came over here and apologized. But white liberal Democrats who don't want that narrative destroyed, you never even heard about it. They don't want the problems fixed. They want us at each other's throat. There is an industry, an economy of grievance. And Whitlock just mentioned it right there. There are blacks who are making money at the expense of everybody else under the guise of reparations and getting even. We're going to talk about that at some point here on the Kim Wade Show. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And it's Monday. Let's go to the first call. David. What do you say, Dave? Hey. Hello. Yes. You're on there, sir. Hey, thank you, Kim. David from Brandon. I I just jumped on about 4 o'clock and started listening, and I just wanted to add something to uh, the show there. In 2008, I spent two weeks in Accra, Africa, and we went there on a mission trip to be able to to help some of the people over there. And I, I really wasn't ready for what I could see when I got over there because when we when we got there, uh, there was some ethnic cleansing in the South, and roughly 200,000 people walked to Accra, Africa to get away from the people killing them. Yeah. And when I tell you it was standing room only in a city the size of Jackson, they were in the streets. They were everywhere trying to get help. And when we got there, we started doing our mission trip. And roughly two weeks into it, we were able to uh, go to a castle that he had there, and it was called the Castle El Nino. And... I think if some of the people that are arguing the point about slavery would just do a little research on that castle and and the Jamestown castle in in central Accra, you realize that if if you're African-American and are sitting here in the United States today, it's because you left from those two castles. Hmm. And the point that I'm trying to make is the Dutch, the Spaniards, the British, and many other countries fought for those castles because it controlled the slave trade. Now, as much as we have dirty hands in the slave trade, so does the rest of the world. And it's a travesty that they don't teach what happened in history in our schools. They teach a narrative that they want to be able to have, but they don't teach the real narrative that happened. Precisely. And that's what's starting to fizzle up and bubble up to the top now. And the fact that uh, so much of what we complain about, we were the genesis of it. And, uh, uh, we always want people to be punished who hadn't done anything. Why don't we just go out to the people who actually did it? And then everybody will be happy. But they don't want that. They want to go. Basically, they're, they're like coon dogs. They're going to go wherever they sent to go, uh, to, to wherever they told their, uh, the sin is. That's where they'll go. These people, yeah. are they're not honest brokers. This is why I keep telling the world if they will listen. Quit 
uh, uh, hanging, hinging the future of your of your life or the future of America on what you hear these knuckleheads say. Uh, they're, they're gamers, they're con men, they're grifters. Well, I, I just wish that the, the slavery of the mind seems to be what is captive right now. Um, I, I grew up in Mississippi. <clears throat> I got here when I was 13 years old. My father passed away. And I know what poverty looks like. And as long as I thought I was poor, I remained poor. But when I realized that I had to get up and do something with my life is when I made changes. And I'm not going to condone anything that has happened. Uh, black people were treated very unfair mm-hmm. all over the United States in the 50s and the 60s and maybe even long before that. But now is your time, your time to shine. You're get right. out of that mental mindset that anybody owes you anything and let's get to work and let's get to busy and let's make yourself successful. Amen, brother. And Lynn, thank you for your mission trip. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I ain't going to look. My mission trip is trying to pump gas in Jackson when I get shot. <laughs> that is a mission. <laughs> but, you know, I'll be honest with you. I went there to give and I came back taking much more of a perspective on who I was and what I was and how I could treat people, and it was an honor to go, and I would go in 10 minutes if they said I could go today because of the things that I learned. And it made me a gentler, softer person Mm. uh, in the way I handle things because I really saw what poverty really truly looked like. When you have to go get something and sell it today for your daily bread, that's poverty. Wow. Well, again, hat tip to you, my friend. Thank you for calling also. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. We'll be on here every day. All right, brother. All right, this is gonna take a, we'll take a break when we come back. Mobile Bob. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I know you're thinking you're driving home. Okay, the kids got to eat. What can I get them to eat? You can get them your pie. That's right, folks. Uh, you can call in your order right now, 601-407-6400. Have a hot pie ready when you get there. Not only that, you can get a pie that's hot and ready to eat. Also get one that's frozen, and you can take home and cook later on in the week. Or just leave it there at the house so the kids have something to uh, munch on until you get home. Your Pie. Have pizza your way from Your Pie. Don't forget to download the app by going to yourpie.com. Savings at checkout. All right, let's go to Mobile Bob. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on? Tell you, I don't know what black man is more fearless, <clears throat> Kim, to me. Kim Wade, uh, Jason Whitlock, or uh, Larry Elder, or, or Brandon Tatum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get it. We get we get right in that grill, dog. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is what you call really speaking truth to power. Mm-hmm. You're speaking the truth. That truth, of course, is something people don't want to hear these days. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well, here we hear these people talk about let's we need to have a, a conversation on racism. It's pretty much like a nagging wife saying, we need to have a conversation <laughs> on how bad a husband you've been to. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's true. Nothing wrong with me. It's all you. <laughs> and so all we're going to do is talk about how bad you are. That's it. And and, and my fault aren't going to be, a, we ain't going to talk about anything that's my fault. And crazy white people sit down and go along with, okay, come in there like goofy. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Knucklehead. And, and therein lies the problem. <laughs> Uh, you know, history of all saying that history is written by the victors. Mm-hmm. White people are the only race of people who are the victors and write history in a way that makes them look bad. Right. Even when it's a lie. Right. Yeah. They allow history being written in a way that makes them look bad, even if it is a lie. It's just, it boggles my mind. It just, 
it, it just flabbergasted. Man. So because you're so riddled with guilt, and it just and you're you're like you said, with the guilty white liberals, guilt white liberals riddled with guilt are the most dangerous thing in the hit in the on the planet right now. Well, they're the ones keep all this crap going. Yeah, you know some some you know. It's kind of like a, a rhino Republicans, you know, when they were dropping salt on uh, somebody stick a microphone in their face. What do you think about president? You know, you know, you don't have to say anything. You say, I don't have any comment. Nope. They got to weigh in with their, oh, how uh, upset they are and how they're offended and all this other foolishness. Kind of like uh, Jared Kushner commenting on Martha Vineyard. You know, dude, you didn't have to respond. But anyway. Exactly. <clears throat> a white liberal riddled with guilt is far more dangerous to black people than the grand than any grandmaster of the clan ever been. Absolutely, it caused more damage to a white liberal really with guilt and want to be and want to make things better for us. Mm-hmm. It caused more damage to black people than, than all the cross burnings in our yard combined. <laughs> when you burned across and we were good, we were doing better. Right. <laughs> now that you want to help me, <laughs> you made everybody's life worse, and you you destroy an entire civilization. The most, the greatest thing that which would have been the development of white race, which has made the, the planet a stable place, you all are destroying. Right. <laughs> it's it's, it's the, the advancement of the white culture of over the over the planet has been destabilizing for it, mm-hmm. and you're destroying it because you're so you you the Satan has, has convinced you to feel so guilty about all the good you've done. It just drives me crazy. And you, and, and you yeah, have, begin the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah, like the beginning of the movie Black Panther. I've mean, told you before. That's the, the, the only real villain the man had to fight during that, that really exists. What is the uh, black guy tra- trafficking black women as sex slaves? Mm-hmm. They're just slavery. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on right now, and it was no different than what they did back in the in the 1780 1800s. Same yeah. thing. Well, when it, whenever you have cultures clash together, there's going to be some eggs broken. There's going to be some lives lost. But in the overall scheme of things, from a numerical standpoint, body to body, uh, human civilization got more out of the uh, clashing of cultures between uh, Western Europe or Western Europeans, et cetera, and the rest of the world than they did with uh, all the uh, – because, uh, you know, beforehand people just – if they wanted more resources, they just took your land they killed everybody there. You know, they exactly. came up with a way of, okay, what you do is we're going to exchange these fiat dollars for this, that, and the other. And everybody's, okay, that's cool. That's a lot easier than killing everybody. And now we're killing ourselves because of the prosperity that came as a result of that system that was developed. We got so much time on our hands that when we get full of that alcohol or whatever, we're ready to kill up everybody in the room. You know, just crazy. And even with the, you know, which was sparked <laughs> all this with the uh, Don Lemon here wanting to pay reparations. Before the British Empire, mm-hmm. but the British Empire was a stabilizing force on the rest of the world. It was those people, other parts of the country where the British weren't uh, influenced over. They were other, almost other savages. But the, the, the British get rough and kind of get rough because well, that's what you do when you conquer. Things get rough, right. but they did bring stability to a lot of those regions, mm-hmm. and even to the northern continent of Africa. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and some and some and some civilizing influence. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the bottom line is, uh, if we could just dispassionately just evaluate what was good and what's bad and keep the good and keep it moving, because we right. can't bring back those lives that were lost. My grandmother told me, and I remember I was uh, coming home, I guess I was my junior year, and this was after Roots had come out and all that, and uh, 
you know, obviously everybody, all, most blacks had chips on their shoulders and yada, yada, yada. She said, I don't need you to be mad. You know, we don't pay that price. I need you to take, <laughs> you know, take the, take the ball and run with it. Do something with it. Don't just sit up and be mad about what we went through because we good now. But again, you got all these young blacks with chips on their shoulders, angry. You see all these young blacks uh, doing the uh, what they call it, the flash mob things at the stores and things. Yeah, man, this is that. That's gonna come back to bite us. I'm telling you, when they get done with the new world order, you think they're gonna be putting up with the crap like that? <laughs> okay, whatever. You need to study a little bit more history, bro. But anyway, no, it's gonna be like they were on Martha's <laughs> Vineyard. Which that just drives me crazy every time I look at that. You, you saw with them cheering those uh, illegal away, mm-hmm. patting them on the back. Hey, we love you. Why are you shipping them to someplace else and have for them to worry about? Just 50 people. And if they act a fool like that, DeSantis need to ship uh, 500. Okay, keep them all going until something gets done about their border. That's but that's right. another subject. But yeah, it, uh, uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, I heard that what Jason Whitlock said when he said on his program. And he was, of course, absolutely right. The guy's fearless, and he, and then that's just speaking the truth. But mm-hmm. we've so bastardized history to where it's just a bunch of lies. And again, lies by the people who won, who were the victors, to make themselves look bad because they they felt bad for what their ancestors did. But not, they couldn't shine the shoes of a lot of their ancestors. Mm-hmm. But you all gonna point to them and how wrong they were. Like you said, white people didn't invent slavery. You talking about uh, black people slaving other black people? White people enslaved other white people. Chinese people enslaved Chinese people. Indians enslaved Indians. Folks, that's how the world was. There you go. But you all want to look at history through the eyes of 20th century, 21st century liberalism. <laughs> that's why I said, folks, the world would be better off just telling you, all these woke folks and everybody who's got a gripe, just tell them the pound saying. We don't care about your life. We, we're not going to try to make you feel. Did you see that uh, clip of the woman in Walmart? Yeah, <laughs> that is so Joe Biden. That's such. You, she, she may as well have on a Joe Biden T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I love Biden T-shirts. Yeah, you might as well have. Oh, but that's man. what we're breeding right now. And of course, that's what the, like you just said. That's what the New World Order wants. Hmm. They want they want weak men uh, uh, to be subjugated to women to a degree. Because even then, the women gonna get subjugated. Well, everybody's gonna get subjugated to the New World Order, except. We dare some hope, man. That video you sent me about that Italian prime minister, oh, my goodness, I want to amend the Constitution. That <laughs> woman can run for we are my first female president. Well, you know, Canada, so I'm not sure yet. folks, <laughs> what, what he's talking about, there's a clip out there. You can find it on the Gateway Pundit, thegatewaypundit.com. You can go there. Uh, the, this this uh, ta- Italian prime minister, she just got elected, and they hate her like, like the people hate Trump. Trump here in this country. But she is so plain spoken. I mean, this is clear. And succinct, she said, you know what? The New World Order, and this is what I say to Barbara Mark and all you people who are ministers of God who vote Democrat. You need to watch that. And you need to ask yourself, why am I over here with these Democrats? Because she points out, the New World Order don't like you if you are a woman. They don't like you if you are a mother. They don't like you if you, whatever gender you claim, if you are a female and you claim female, they don't like that. Anything that deals with the identity that God created for all of us, they don't want. And then yet you over there defending it and you have no defense for defending it. Oh, this woman is so, my God, you guys need to see this. She's speaking in Italian, Italian, so I can't really play it, but I'll probably try to read it here before the show's over. Yeah, I I definitely appreciate that. I mean, she's obviously right. And they want us to consume. Mm -hmm. Just consume. That's right. Just consume whatever crap they spew out. Just consume, especially in the entertainment industry. Right. Now, this junk they're spewing out in Hollywood, 
and on these TV shows are just utter garbage. But you uh, don't question it. Uh, if you question it, you're racism, you're racist or sexist or homophobe. Just assume it and wait for the next project. I cut all of it out. Me too, brother. Me too. Uh, Mobile's always good to hear from you, my friend. All right, man. Thank you so much. You know, uh, you, you, you've got to see that, though, that uh, Italian premier, uh, premier, rather, prime minister, she cuts, I mean, and she just looked like the average mom. She looked like a soccer mom. But her clarity of what's going on, her clarity of understanding right and wrong, you got all these preachers and pastors out here who vote Democrat trying to do all these mental gymnastics. Well, Donald Trump's a bad, he may be a bad person. But you need to under, why are you standing over there with those evil demon Democrats shouting towards me, preaching towards me? Why don't you turn around and preach towards them? Because you don't understand the evil that's there or you don't give a damn. Oh, no. That woman there put you. I sent it to a couple of preachers. They ain't even responded back. I know why they ain't responded back because they don't have an answer for it. Let's go to Sylvia. Hello, Sylvia. <coughs> yes. Hello, Kim. Hey, How well, are you? Hey, and happy birthday to your mother, dear Miss Louise. <laughs> happy birthday, mother. What is she? <laughs> What is she, 65? What's going on there? 84. 84. Boy, you putting a crease on an 80s girl. You go, girl. <laughs> 84. So you know, I, know, I know she's going out. The, she's probably at happy hour right now, didn't she? That'd be over at Riverwood. Oh, wait, I dropped the phone. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, darn it. Huh? I dropped the phone. Well, I hope you're not driving, are you? God, I can't even find it. Oh, here it is. Sorry, I dropped the phone. Yeah, you said that. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I didn't mean to drop the phone. But I wanted to say, I was listening to you, Mobile Bob. I wanted to say that one of the things that you guys um, didn't mention about the things that were, were brought over to people from Europe, Christianity was brought over here. Mm-hmm. Christianity was brought to Africa. And we still have missionaries that go to these places like China and Yemen and many areas, Iceland, many places that missionaries will still go. But one of the things that I appreciate the Europeans for doing is introducing our country to Christianity. Hmm. And without Christianity, I don't know how anybody lives in this world not know Jesus as their Savior. It's kind of rough. It's tough. That was all I wanted to say. All right, then. All right. And look, uh, put the wine glass down and then try to hold the phone. Just pick one. (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll talk at you in a minute. All right. We got Ty on the line. Hello, Ty. Hey. Hey, what's going on? All right. Let me move away from my uh, speaker a little bit. All right. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, Give me two seconds. I I want you to talk to me for a second. Let me turn this down. so talk to me. So I, I work with a lot of the young men in Jackson that you you know you reference sometimes, right? Democrat um, kids. And I have a have a have an honest conversation with them, right? Let's say I actually agree with a lot of the tenets of what you're saying in terms of what's hurting them, right? Okay. In terms of these hand me outs and these give me keeping them on, you know, the road to prison, right? I, I understand, and I actually agree with some of that. Talk to me about living in an environment where someone still wants to hurt you simply because you represent one thing, right? Or you are something. So in moving around in these places, outside of what you're saying, the reality of needing to pull yourself up, right, and needing to do certain things, 
Talk to me about working inside these places and where you see any value in a togetherness working in the right direction, W.E.B. Du Bois, for example, a togetherness still based on a common struggle. Is that something that you have a thought on at all? In terms of just trying to understand you, come to grips with you, and see if there's a way to move forward with the same mindset and helping the same people. Well, what if that makes sense? Actually, I'm kind of confused where you're going with this. Uh, you want you want to know what what would be my self help self help program? Is that what basically what you're asking? No, no, no. I tell you what, I'm going to take a break. Uh, we're going to do a commercial break, and we can talk over there and get cr- uh, further clarification. I'll come back and respond, okay? Hold yeah, that, that'll work. That'll work. All right, we're back. Uh, we got Ty, We have a tie on the line. Now, Ty, questions to me was basically how can I be more sensitive to the challenges that at-risk youth face from the from the man for all intent purposes. Is that sums it, it, it up? It wasn't that. But, but, okay, well, uh, go ahead. You frame the argument. You frame it. You frame it. Was, it wasn't an argument at all. It was a discussion surrounding working. When, when you talk about the wisdom of young black men not acting a certain way, let's just leave it there. And we talked about we both agreed on the wisdom that you said would get them to the next step. So we don't have to go backwards, right? Okay. We go. then moved to... Who's responsible, the person swinging the hammer or the person getting hit by the hammer? Right. I think we agreed on the tenant at the beginning of this, the person getting hit by the hammer is responsible to not get hit. There you go. My question or my conversation with you was, when you're sitting with the person, you personally, when mm-hmm. you're sitting daily promoting and helping the people swinging the hammer, mm-hmm. then where do you stand in bringing people to a message? But... You, I get that it's my. I get what you're saying. If I'm your cousin, it's my. It's my. I shouldn't get hit with the hammer. But you well, have for, coffee with people swinging a hammer. Well, let me ask you, you this. See no, you see no actual conflict there. No, I don't. I don't, and I tell you why. Because no, 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 you don't. I don't. I, 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 let me finish my statement. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. It wasn't All right, we'll get to the part where no. Jesus saying, "Preacher, come on, come on." The, the the issue is that you're riding on the same hate the same bringing people down that you're accusing these other people doing, these other black leaders. Because inevitably, you're not trying to come to anyone's aid. You're not trying to give an hour of therapy each week as mentorship. No, I'm not. I ain't doing that mentorship. Look, bro, look, 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 look. That's not my ministry. I'm going to laugh at it with the people that are doing it. Listen, listen, bro, listen, with all due respect. That's your ministry. Uh, I'm going to be out there respectfully. I don't think you should be mentoring until you – Adjust your attitude. You're seeing. I never said I was mentoring. No, well, what, whatever it is you're doing with the young people, I, I would suggest that I was you stick. Doing anything that would leave them. Let's oh. keep it on what I just asked. Oh, okay, well, Let's look, what whatever asking. you're doing, back the hell up See because you're you causing a problem. The question I asked you is it a conflict of interest, and you're going sideways talking about what I should be doing. All right, I tell you what, Ty. There's a million people on this earth. Don't worry about what I'm. Ty, when I come back, when when I come back, I will address your uh, abstract psychobabble. Okay, we'll be right back. 